0: Restore us, O God of hosts. Show the light of your countenance, and we shall be saved. Amen. Amen. Waiting. No waiting. Why wait? Was it worth the wait? For the most part, we really don't like to wait. So advertisers often tout no waiting or try to entice us with, why wait when they want us to buy something right now? We do everything we can to avoid waiting. Our GPS system, if it's working well, reroutes us to avoid traffic delays. My personal favorite is the separate e lane with the overhead sensors so I don't even have to slow down to go through the regular E-ZPass lane. If you have the Starbucks app on your phone, you can order your coffee and it will be waiting for you when you arrive at the store. Of course, if you walk in the old-fashioned way, you wait longer to get your coffee because you didn't order ahead of time. When we do have to wait, in waiting rooms there are magazines to distract us from the fact that we are waiting. And when we are waiting for a train or for a friend to meet us for coffee, we have... Our smartphone's in hand, right? Texting or answering emails. No wasted waiting time. And no need to wait to share things. You can see the photos of Thanksgiving dinner from distant relatives instantly on Facebook or Instagram. And there's no longer any need to send postcards from a vacation your friends and relatives can follow every site you see and every meal you eat as you post from your trip. Birthday wishes, anniversary photos, no need to mail a card with a handwritten note. You can post in real time. No waiting for a letter. Now, don't get me wrong. These tools are gifts in a world where most families do not live near each other. Grandparents can keep in touch with grandchildren and everyday adventures and milestones can be shared in an instant. However, for most of human history, this access to immediate information was impossible. Even in our lifetime, many of us remember a time when certain foods were seasonal. We waited with anticipation for Florida grapefruit in the winter and local melons in the summer. College admission letters arrived in long-awaited envelopes, thick for acceptance, thin for we regret to inform you. Pen pals wrote letters and then waited to hear back from a new friend far away. Lovers, separated by distance, waited for a word from their beloved. Families of soldiers waited for letters from the front. I'm not saying this was better, but there was more experience, more practice perhaps, in the process of waiting and anticipation. Time to think, pray, brood perhaps on what might be happening in that in between space. What might be going on in the lives of those we were waiting to hear from. What might be going on inside ourselves as we waited for the letter or the photos or the taste of fresh summer fruit. Today we enter the season of Advent, a season of waiting. Last week marked the end of the season of Pentecost, the long period that the church calls ordinary time. We enjoy ordinary time throughout late spring, all of summer, and then the busyness of the beginning of the school year and fall sports. The ordinary times of our lives when we are engaged with the life cycles of graduations and summer holidays and travel, and then back to work and school as the days turn to fall. But Advent comes now as a reminder, an invitation, to snap out of the ordinary. Something is happening. Something is coming. Nothing short of a cosmic disruption. The prophet Isaiah says, Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. This is not ordinary time. Pay attention. God is at work. And it's not Christmas. Not yet. Advent is the time to pay attention, to be alert to what God is doing in the world. To wait, to anticipate, to listen, to breathe, to wait. Heaven is a time of in-between. The something that is coming is not only the baby Jesus. The news in today's gospel is not gentle. We hear that Christ will come again, the second coming. He will come to judge the world, to bring the final end to the chaos and violence of our world. He will bring the new heaven, a new creation, God's plan all along. And we are to hold our heads up and welcome the Son of Man in his glory. The readings in Advent bring us these apocalyptic visions and promises Powerful, not mild, confusing, and downright scary. So no wonder we prefer the nativity story, right? We could get our heads and our hearts around a young pregnant mother and a tiny baby. But that is only one side of the story, of our story as God's people. Every week we pray, In the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom come. God's kingdom is the ultimate triumph, and we are to prepare ourselves for that. If we look around us, we see the signs that Jesus talks about in today's reading. War and conflict, roaring seas, changing weather, damaging storms. We are often afraid these days, as people were back then. We do have a sense of foreboding, given all the violence, threats of nuclear war, racism, poverty, increasing inequality, and just the pain in our lives and in the world. Jesus tells us that even in these things, even in the worst things that happen. God promises that He is in charge, that we belong to Him, that the kingdom is at hand. If we look carefully, we can see the small leaves Jesus points to on the fig tree. New life, new growth in ourselves, in our congregation. In the ways we care for one another and for those in our community who are in need. In the midst of this reality, we are already participating in God's kingdom breaking through. That is our hope. Not hope as in wishful thinking, but hope grounded in God's promises. And in our worship, and in our gathering here every week, and in our hospitality to the stranger. That's where our hope lies. Jesus tells the disciples keep awake. The kingdom of God is drawing near. Do not let your everyday worries and responsibilities, your Christmas parties, and your shopping, distract you from the real news about what is coming, what is happening. Do not let your constant texting and connecting keep you from lifting your head up to see his coming. The baby will be born, and the king triumphant will rule the world from the new kingdom. And we are here now, in between, living with the knowledge that God came into the world as one of us to save us. And he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. Those words should sound familiar. (laughs) Be alert. Keep awake. Pay attention. Something is happening. Christ is coming. So, my friends, I pray that you will take this Advent time to wait in anticipation with prayer. It is a counter-cultural season. Not a season of immediate results, but rather a season of slow growth and nurture. Accept the invitation to be in the in-between place, listening for what may be growing inside you, how God is working in your life, what you may need to nurture your God-given life. Take time to observe Advent with daily devotions, reading scripture, prayers, quiet, lighting the candles on your Advent wreath. These are the tools of waiting, of hoping for that new reality that God's kingdom is at hand. May you have a blessed season of Advent as you prepare your hearts to receive the Christmas news when he comes. Amen.